Another good jobless claims report this morning has bond prices down, yields up after we just made new highs in the 10-year. Investors watching it very cautiously as equities are a little changed and mixed this morning. Joining us to continue the conversation, Jason Bottenfield is a partner, managing director with Park City's group at Steward Partners. Jason, welcome back to the show. Yeah, thanks, Oliver. Thanks for having me back. Absolutely. Good to see you. So uh, we've got this weird situation right now where there's a lot of uh, data that's deteriorated. Inflation is eroding our spending capacity, but jobs just keep on beating. How do we make sense of it? Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, the common theme that good news is going to continue to be bad news until we see something change. And, you know, from from that standpoint, I, I just feel like there's a, a whole lot more wood to chop, if you will, on what the Fed needs to see. And if they don't, if they keep seeing these positive numbers, that, that's going to be tough for uh, for them to change any, any direction that they're going. We've got 75 basis points basically locked in for the next meeting. Where do you think these numbers put us in terms of odds of maybe 100 or perhaps just the later rate hikes next year getting bolstered some? Yeah, I, you know, personally, I don't think 100 would be, maybe it's on the table, but I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, they, they really are probably just going to stick with their common theme of, of the 75. I mean, you know, I know 50 was in there at one point, but just with these numbers, it continues to be the 75 probably keeps them right where the market can understand it. But, you know, right now, you know, I, I just feel like that whether we, we've seen a bottom or not, I'm just not seeing it. There's a couple of things that I'm looking at to try and give me a little bit more clarity that that don't really have anything to do with what the markets are doing. It, it really has to do what's going on in the macro economy. And I think from a topical layer, I think the Fed is has to be looking at that as well. And it, and it does revolve around the jobs. So when you talk about uh, what matters for the market here, it's uh, a strange thing when good data, of course, is as bad as it is. Uh, how will we know when that changes? Does that not happen until the Fed has completed this goal of uh, sending us into a recession? Do we have to do this until somebody uh, buys bonds again? <laughs> well, you know, thank, people are buying bonds, and that, that there is a, a little bit of an opportunity out there. But uh, I think the Fed, at some point before we see a bottom, we're going to have to see that the Fed will go on hold. And we're not, we're not near that. You know, we are, we are nowhere near that. And I feel personally that we've got to see a lot more large company layoffs. I mean, that if, if that doesn't come into place here, um, that's usually the last leg. We usually see markets, we see homes come down, you know, we see earnings start to get a little soft or even, uh, and they need to come down too. But, you know, we're starting to see good earnings coming through in, in this quarter, but we just aren't seeing the numbers that the Fed wants to see. And, we, and I want to see personally, I don't want to see personally that people are losing their jobs, but until that happens, I don't think that we're going to get this uh, let off the, the push that the Fed's doing. So far, the job losses have largely been contained to uh, high-tech businesses that have been slowing down post-COVID. Uh, do you think that we will continue to see the job weakness stem from that sector? Uh, I imagine that right now, as we're reopening, some of the services stuff should be a little bit more robust. I mean, it seems like that's where they really want to hire. So where do the layoffs come from that will happen next? Yeah, I think it's going to be in those those middle office jobs, you know, um, and, and like you're seeing with tech, you know, you're 
we're seeing a lot of numbers of people flying around and the airlines doing well. I mean, there could be a theory out there that they don't, with the new COVID environment of Zoom and people not going into the office, you know, once you leave on a trip, maybe that's where they figure out whether they actually have additional fat in the employment inside the company and they can figure out whether they need that person or not. So maybe that's where it comes from, but it has to come back into every large company, not just tech. You know, tech is probably feeling it the most because of rates going up and and they're trying to figure out and do some financial engineering on on their earnings. But, uh, you know, I, I think personally, I need to see it more widespread across all companies, maybe not into the pure service side where you need somebody there, but in that middle side where it's uh, somebody sitting behind a computer at home. Mm, OK, let's talk about some of the things you're discussing with clients about um, making moves and uh, arranging portfolios. How much of uh, the decision-making process right now depends on one's age and timeline? Because uh, generally, markets go up, pays to be a patient investor. However, uh, if we are in this moment uh, where we're like in a post-dot-com malaise, uh, that's like a, a decade in the case of some of the big companies, the time it took them to get back to the highs, so if we're in a unique moment right now, how does that affect the planning strategies that we're making? Yeah, so you know, I, I've been saying since the beginning of the year that we needed to have some protection on 10 or 15% in cash or liquid alternatives, and that's kind of played out. But you know, a broken clock is only right twice a day. So maybe I've been right once, but it's tough to get right again in these types of markets. So. You know, I, I think that there there is an opportunity. We're down twenty to thirty percent, depending on the market or the stocks that you're looking at getting into uh, on an index level. Um, to start mixing some of that in, start having a strategy. We're nearing the end of the year. Some individuals have fully paid into their four hundred one ks. Some some people are still you know paying in on a monthly basis, but some cap out earlier in the year. Start looking at you know where do you want to put those contributions for twenty twenty three as well, and those and those avenues in those uh, uh, investment accounts. And I think, you know, ratcheting up into pure equity or even being more aggressive and going into some small value could really help you launch out. I, I don't think that we've seen the bottom or, or any capitulation that's really hit effect right now. But, you know, so you could lose some money putting some money in, but it's gonna be too tough to try and time it. So I would say start putting in a little bit, keep some of the protection on, and look for the opportunities of if you see massive layoffs coming through on the media reports and things of that nature, that would be another area to where you'd want to put some cash in, I think. Mm. And uh, the context here uh, is that in our conversations, you have been quite cautious. This isn't the idea of starting to buy into the market uh, and, and get ready to deploy more money is a fairly novel thing. You've been talking to us about being fairly cautious, not going in and scooping up dips in the market. So what's, um, is it just the amount that we've gotten down at this point? I hear you when you say you don't think we've had capitulation yet, so be ready. Where do you think that moment is to really uh, push all in and uh, uh, try and not maybe necessarily time, but just kind of play the historical uh, you know, uh, patterns of when is a good level off the highs to basically just say, look, even if it goes lower, I don't have to wait too long for this thing to come back around. Are we getting close to that? Sounds like maybe you think we are. I do, and you're right. I, I've, I've come off the stance of just holding, and uh, I, I just don't want to be in front of the full train of the Fed right now, but I do. you can't time the market. We are down at pretty good levels historically that if you put money in now two or three years out, you're going to do pretty good. 
Um, so if you're, you're in a situation where you're 20, 30, 40, fifties, and you're, you're wanting to figure out where to redeploy money. Now is starting to be an opportunity to start to look where you're going to do it. And, you know, I think the, the catalyst for me has always been S and P point to point down 30%. I want to be somewhat emotional with my entry points, because once you bring emotion in the behavioral finance side, you won't make the investment back in. So, you know, 30% point to point on the S and P. If we see massive job layoffs and we're not down 30%, I think I'm moving money in. If there's an X factor that comes out there, I mean, you know, the, the prime minister resigning and things like that aren't necessarily the biggest catalyst for me to, to see if hiccups are happening because I don't feel like you should be investing in the international markets. That's been a big miss that people have done mm. for over 12 years investing internationally. And a lot of firms have recommended that. I'm staying away from that area. But so I, I'm looking at these unemotional entry points, and it's really based around S&P down 30. The Fed actually maybe makes mention that they're going to go on hold, or if you see these massive layoffs. So stay unemotional with with your reentry. Okay, love those uh, key points to look for: Fed softening its tone, or 30% off the S&P, or another big wave of uh, unemployment. Jason, uh, very helpful stuff. Like the specific ideas here and the roadmap laid out for us. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Oliver. Sure thing. Jason Bonfield, partner and managing director of Park City's group at Steward Partners. Come